0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Hello again from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, the 24th of January, 2020. It's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is the frequent flyer himself, Eric Sprott. Eric, happy Friday.
0: Hey, Craig. Uh, happy to be back here. But you know, when you go back to work, there's always a lot of catching up to do. and It's been one busy week, i got to tell you.
1: No doubt about that. And I'm sure there's some stuff we've got to talk about in that regard. Uh, and it's also busy, my friend, because it's your favorite time of year and mine, tax season. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, your friends at Sprott Money will be holding a Precious Metals RRSP Lunch and Learn in downtown Toronto on Tuesday, February the 18th. That's what? About uh, three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week. To learn more, or of course you can visit SprottMoney.com slash events for more details. Space will be limited, so if you're interested in attending, please RSVP today by emailing us at submissions at SprottMoney.com. We'll keep talking about it until that thing is full. You'll hear more about it next week, too. Uh, Eric, got a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, metals, well, mostly flat on the week, though there sure is a lot going on. What's on your mind? Well, first of
0: all, it's funny, as you were uh, making a pitch for Sprout Money, I think it was last week you talked about the Dragons, the Silver Dragons, half a kilo. Yeah. I bought I bought 10 of them yesterday. I, just, I, I like big coins, you know. I prefer big coins if they're gold rather than silver, but nonetheless, I bought them. Um, so what's going on? Well, first of all, the thing we all have to watch and be wary of is the coronavirus, okay? And I want to tell our listeners a few things about the coronavirus. The only good news about the coronavirus, which will strike some people as me saying it's, saying this is good news, is it would appear that the people who die were already vulnerable. And for the most part, a lot of them are very old. Okay, that's the history so far, which means that younger people and healthy people uh, are more likely to survive it. That's the good news, okay? Here's the bad news. Uh, It can be in in a person's system for seven days without anybody knowing about it. You can meet a lot of people in seven days. You don't necessarily have a fever. Uh Uh-oh. So 25% of the people that passed away didn't have a fever. So that gets scary when you think of this uh, checking at airports and stuff like that. Uh, The growth rate is twice as fast as SARS. Uh, and just so that people know with the 50% growth rate, and let's say we might be at a thousand cases right now, which we're very close to that. When when we talk in two weeks time, there will be close to a million cases, a million. And we got 40 million people in lockdown. That's like 0.6% of the population is in lockdown. That's like every Canadian yeah that's like 10 percent of america like it's not little and it just looks like it's like it's out of control it's in all these countries already anyway that's enough on oh now the reason i'm mentioning this one people should be aware of it for their own self-help but two i mean if you ever get well by the way and it has the same uh, strength as the Spanish flu, apparently. Uh, this, is a, this is just stuff I read. Spanish flu killed 500 million people, by the way, uh, back in the 1918 or something. Uh, which, by the way, that would have been a lot of the population back in those days. I don't even know if there would have been 2 billion people. No, there would have wiped out 25% of the population. Wow. I mention it more that you have to be aware that this will change Economic things. Okay. People are making different decisions today than they were making a week ago. Right. Already. Already. Okay. So, God forbid that it just, you know, explodes here because then everyone in the world will be making different decisions. Okay. That's coronavirus. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a a news item I read today that Yelp, uh, which uh, provides services to business, said that uh, in the year just ended that business was down 1.3%, not for them, for the business world in the United States. And it was down 1.4% in the uh, fourth quarter. And it's a, it's doing about the same this quarter. And of course, this is like having a, your finger on the pulse, right? They deal with all these businesses day in and day out, and they see what's going on. So that's some. you know, I've always been somewhat skeptical of the data that we get and how wonderful it is and, you know, sort of unbelievable it is where the, you know, the ridiculous inflation numbers and the GDP numbers. And I mean, if you ever got the inflation numbers right, the GDP numbers would change dramatically. So anyway, uh, that I saw a thing where Japan's uh, exports were down uh, 6% in December. So that continues. Uh, I guess the open interest might almost tick to a new high there overnight. Got up over 800,000 contracts again in gold. Uh, which means that as as gold was rising yesterday, they were forced to sell into it, okay? Which is, I love seeing that, uh, because we've all now watched Palladium, and you, you, as many as anybody in the public domain, have addressed this. You know, it's, it's the fact that there's this physical shortage and the, the guys can't control the price on the comics or the LBMA anymore. Uh, did you tell me some story about some Palladium that went over to London Was it? Did yes. you tell me that? Yeah. What that's, happened?
1: Um, friend of ours, David Jensen, is probably, uh, has probably kind of made himself into the world's Palladium right. expert, as far as I can tell. Absolutely. Because he's, yeah. he's been following it now for a couple of years, as have I. And he's got really good contacts in London with some of the banks. There was a – after really no changes at all, as far as long as I've been watching this now for a couple of years, the Palladium stocks in, at the COMEX in New York – have been relatively unchanged. There's barely any palladium there, 50,000, 60,000 ounces to support that whole entire exchange. Uh, anyway, all of a sudden, out of the blue this week, about eighteen, nineteen thousand 19,000 ounces were withdrawn from J.P. Morgan's vault, and David reported that that immediately headed over to London to try to ease some of the physical stress there.
0: Yeah, that's like a third of all the
1: inventory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was on the COMEX. There's, now, there's wow. now 78 uh, digital... Ounces based off of the open interest in comex palladium 78 digital ounces for every one physical ounce registered and eligible in the vault. Right. Right.
0: And one of the funny things is when I look at the spread of the palladium price, the bid ask it's
1: $200. Yeah. How about that?
0: That can tell you, that tells you how little a guy wants to sell it. Right. Right. $200 spread between the bid and the ask. Anyway, we all hope that the palladium shortage and what's happened on the commodity markets, Will transcend itself into platinum, silver, and gold. And of course, we all know from our work on silver and gold that there's these humongous short positions that we can see on the COMEX. And God knows what there is in the LBMA. It could even be bigger. Right. That thing, they pretend to trade all sorts of ounces every day. Why they trade them, I don't know, Uh, because none of us are trading it. Anyway. so palladium could be quite uh, instructive here going forward for the other metals.
1: A lot of questions, Eric, about those other metals, platinum included. Just anything you might say to anyone who wants to buy some? I mean, it's hard. I know you've been looking at palladium miners. Uh, are there ETFs that people can look at?
0: Well, there are ETFs. The only ETF I know about, I know there's others, but we have an ETF. Front has a platinum and palladium ETF. Uh, which you, you know the the physical stuff's there, okay? That's for sure. Right. The other ones I don't know because I've never really looked at them, and I I don't profess to be a student of the palladium market. Uh, but I'm trying to get there, okay? I've been very busy this week. I probably purchased uh, five interests in different uh, palladium companies, and pretty well every palladium company when you produce palladium, you produce platinum too. Yeah, and it's just it's it's the nature of they they come together in the in the earth's crust. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that uh, what might happen to Palladium is more likely to happen to platinum as well. Like the, the markets are so small. I think both markets are like six to 8 million ounces are, are produced each year. Some small number like that. They're not going to take much for right. things to uh, change dramatically there.
1: Before we get to some of those miners, Eric, uh, I do. I just kind of want to ask you about your opinion in general. We're here getting down at late January at the great rally in the shares beginning in about the middle of October, had about a 20% rally in the HUI and the GDX. And now, though, this year, even though gold has trended higher, silver's flat, a lot of the shares are down. I know that's frustrating a lot of people. you have any thoughts on that?
0: Yes, I want to thank the market for not marking the shares up. I appreciate that as a guy who's uh, very active in buying things. Uh, because given time, given the historical measurements, we know these stocks are not going to stay here. Yeah. You know, we're trading at a record low. Well, how ridiculous is that? You see all these people in the world recommending gold these days. You see the price of gold acting well these days. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before this thing takes off. Of course, some of those indices, they, they do have a lot of bigger companies in them and those bigger companies have always been the poorest performers. Always. Always. Like, you get your performance out of exploration stocks, smaller producers or mid-sized producers. And, yet, you know, we have seen a lot of action in some of those, okay, even though the UE doesn't show up. But there's been lots of action in smaller companies. So that's what I'd say. Rather than look at the generalized indexes that have the bigger companies in them, just focus in on, well, how about the, uh, the, the junior silver index, right? Hasn't that gone sort of ballistic here this year? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, those, those are. That's where you want to be putting your money, and 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 use the opportunity. And you know, while we're at it, one of the things I should mention. As I just generically look at the palladium price, I sit there and say, you know what? The present value of a guy with a, a palladium deposit just went up five hundred percent. Yeah, I can almost say that categorically. It's gone up five hundred percent. The difference, the margin he'd make at 2500 versus when it was at 1500 is incredibly larger. So uh, that's why I almost blindly buy these uh, junior explorers who have uh, played him in platinum properties. They, they've had him for a long time, just nobody gave a damn. Well, now we give a damn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do want to ask you, I've got a number of questions for you this week. Anything else on your mind sure. before we get to them?
0: Well, i, I got to talk about the Wellbridge News release, right. and uh, I would say, it, it, just in looking at it at first, it, it wasn't flashy at all because there were no big grades there, uh, but I, I'll just tell you right off the bat, I get very, very excited looking at what they're trying to tell us, and what they're trying to tell us is they have very, very wide zones of gold that are striking almost uh, east-west. And before it used to be, you'd see a little red line and it was narrow, you know, like maybe five meters. Now they're showing these zones that could be, you know, 50 and hundred meter wide. Well, you know, when I start doing the math on, oh boy, we got this strike that, oh, and, and by the way, one of the reasons they're finding these zones is as they step back to drill deeper in the Tabasco zone, of course, they're moving the drill further back. Well, bang, they hit another zone that they didn't even know about. And, and if you look at the maps, these guys, eight, almost 900 meters from where they last drilled, they ha- they hit another zone 800 meters away. Well, does that imply that from that 800-meter hole back to where we are, that we could have a whole bunch of zones in there? Yes, we could. And let's not start multiplying, you know, uh, you start multiplying 500 times 500 times 500, you come up with uh, uh, 300 million tons, and you could end up with... Uh, 10 million ounces at a gram a ton. Well, and this thing looks a lot bigger. Uh, the other thing I should say about it is we're going to have some good holes coming up here in the lower Tabasco. I'm pretty certain of that. I mean, it just looks great. And so now they're saying, well, we got this op- potential open pit. we got potential um, underground uh, bulk mining. And, of course, we got the high-grade. So I think it just looks very, very special. If, let's say they came out next week and flashed some high-grade – down on the lower Tabasco, bang, away we go.
1: All right. I've got a, a list of quite, n- names have been sent in. Eric, we'll try to get to as many of these as we can. Again, just remind sure. listeners, we thank you for your submissions. You send them to us at that submissions at SprottMoney.com email address. If you don't hear your name mentioned, it's because I've already asked Eric in advance, and he said he didn't have an opinion. But he does have an opinion on some of these. Let's start with two of those palladium companies that I think you bought this week. One called Generation Mining, the other one called Palladium One. Yeah,
0: Generation Mining, I just bought it uh, this week. Uh, I, I'm basically buying any palladium company. 500% increase in NAV. Okay, I'll take it. Is the stock up 500? No, it's not up 500. Oh, it's up 20%. <laughs> oh, I think I'll try that. Okay. <laughs> Leave me the other 480% to make. It. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, that, that uh, generation mining falls into that c- category. Palladium one was another one I bought. I think there was uh, one called Can- Central
1: Canada Palladium. Canadian Palladium uh, Resources. Yeah, okay.
0: Canadian Palladium. They're so fast and fierce, I don't even remember the names. Uh, yeah. Well, Fair. same thing, you know. And, and, and the funny thing is that these people have had these resources for a long time. Yeah. It's just that. The dynamic is now they're economic. Yeah, we we've discussed this many times before. You know, you you take the gold price from a thousand to fifteen hundred. Oh my God, everything comes back on the playing field is economic.
1: Yeah. So you got to be got to be moving. Uh, back to the uh, I guess we'll call it Wallbridge and Detour and Kirkland yeah. Lake had a question about okay. the mill that Detour has. And if it yep. has enough capacity for more throughput from either their own material or uh, Kirkland Lakes sure. or anybody else.
0: Sure. Well, mills can almost always be increased in size, okay? You've got to get a permit, though. So, for example, in the case of Detour, they are allowed to uh, produce uh, process 75,000 tons a day, not a ton more, okay? They've already made application to go to 90,000 tons, which is, implies a... Uh, increase in production. I'm sure that, you know, should the whole detour trend of the Sunday Lake deprivation zone that Walbridge has and Balmoral's on, uh, if it came that there was going to be uh, some significant discoveries there, uh, that I I would guess that between detour slash Kirkland, uh, they would get in the game and it wouldn't be that difficult to increase the size of the mill. No. Okay, so it's kind of kind of wide
1: open. All right, the next one then is something I think we talked about this back in December uh, on that Ask the Expert segment. A company called Kerr Mines. Kerr, yeah. Well,
0: they got the copperstone deposit in uh, it's in Arizona. Uh, I think it's Arizona. It's right on the Arizona California border. I think it's in Arizona. Uh, I just was reading a presentation of theirs. Uh, they want to uh, do a further drill program here to prove up more resources. Uh, When I looked at the drill program from this last year, I thought, eh, kind of mediocre results. Uh, I mean, it made it bigger for sure, but there was nothing splashy about it. I'm an owner. Um, I may participate if they do another fundraising. I haven't made that decision yet. Um, But almost all of these things, you know, if the price of gold wants to keep going up, okay, here we are bringing back on the table as an economic deposit, so... It's one of those things that the, oh yeah, I looked at that one and I said, I wonder what the price of this was back in 2011, which was the, when we had the peak price of gold. And the price of the shares was, I think it was $7 with a known ore body and a mill and underground workings and probably equipment and stuff like that. So, okay, well, it, that kind of intrigues me. It intrigued me. I think most of these things will go back to their old highs again.
1: Um, and one last one here, uh, and this kind of gets back to that same Fosterville area. Uh, we talked last week about Kalamazoo and the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the recent investment you put there. How confident are you that that geology is similar to everything else that's up there?
0: Well, you know, I'm a great geologist, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> uh, you know how many metals there are? You know that there's like 50,000 different metals? Apparently, oh, right. and I, I start reading these geological reports in my head, just spinning around. Uh, I totally am relying on Quentin Henning, yeah. who t- said to me, Eric, it looks like an, ex- an extension of Fosterville, Not specifically the extension of the mine Fosterville, but extension of the geology in the area and so on. OK, so that's I'm, I'm merely speculating on that. You know, I'm a speculator. Phosphoryl uh, bil- treated me well uh, and continues to treat me well. And then, you know, I I sent uh, Quentin down to look at for reform. He came back with his glowing report. And I so, man, I stepped it up. So I rely on Quentin. He's, he's been great at things like that.
1: Fair enough. Hey, before we wrap up, Eric mentioned buying some of those uh, Dragon Bars last week. We still have some of those. It is a Chinese New Year. That is uh, everything with the coronavirus. It doesn't stop the fact that it is Chinese New Year on the calendar. And we do have a special product This week, for everybody listening to the weekly wrap-up, we have 100-ounce silver bars, Eric. This is right in your wheelhouse. And we have a – Oh, hey, listen, they'll even cut you a deal at your own company. 100-ounce Pamp Suisse silver bars. $1.45 a $1.45 Canadian or a $1.10 US over spot. That's not a bad deal, my friend. They, who knows, you know, maybe if you ask nice, they'll cut you even you an even better deal. But for everybody else, 1.10 US over spot's a great deal. Take advantage by going to sproutmoney.com. Check out the deals page or of course you can always just call them 888-861-0775. Eric, we got a busy week next week with the Fed. Uh f o m c next week we got all this other stuff going on. I look forward to talking to you again next friday
0: you know it's funny there's so much going on in the world that the work you got to do every morning just to stay abreast of things, let alone news releases that are complicated and things like that, oh boy, that coronavirus i mean i 'll be spending two hours a day on that every
1: day yeah so. Yeah. Let's just hope that we've got some better news by next Friday, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you, Eric. Have Have a great week. Yeah, you have a good weekend, too. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News, com. thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.